avalanche, devil's hurricane, fearing Buxburg, Rangers, Bruins, Maple Leafs, it's a Buxburg, a bowl of many, is that cup of Welcome, everyone, to the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring do bad and good puck tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, with another, another episode of Puck Tales. Woo-woo. And the one on the other end of the woohoo is you know who. <laughs> this is Teen Tendy. You see her all over Instagram. Um, everybody knows her. Uh, she was on the bench with Beaks. Um, she is beer league goalie going through the process of that. She's I'll let her give her story on everything she's involved in, but I wanted to get her on and talk about her hockey fandom and where all that got started and how that led to what she's doing today. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love just the community itself is just so you just feel like your family. Like, I feel like anytime you go to a, a new rink or you talk to somebody new, it's like you're, you're either a client or a friend once, and then all of a sudden you're family. So it's just so awesome. The reach that this community has, because, um, you being in Alabama, like a lot of us don't even know that there's hockey out there. You know, you think it's hot and stuff like that. So it's very cool that I can come on and we can all you know, connect through something that is so near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> yeah, ab- like absolutely. Like you being a like a, a Cali girl, like sharks and everything, and then making the trek over to Texas and still finding a place to land with the game of hockey. Like it's readily available. And it's even out here in Alabama. Like we have beer, beer league hockey all the way down to like six-year-olds, like learn to play leagues. Like it's becoming more of a um, hot commodity in the United States than when we were growing up. So it's, it's really good to oh. see in the hockey community is really um, vibrant right now. It's, it's huge. And it's, I mean, I've never lived outside of California. This move to Texas has been a big one for me, like culture shock wise, like, you know, to have people let you over when you turn on your turn signal is a huge thing for me. Um, But then I also, you know, originally thought like, oh, like hockey is not going to be a big thing there. And within like just where I live, which I live in Dallas, uh, there's 20 sheets of ice. And I mean, it's become to the point of where people are like, if you want to skate out, you can, you're more than welcome to come. But like they have stacks of goalies and e-bugs, you know, emergency backup goalies. And it's just it's crazy that I just thought that like, Oh, I'm going to hopefully find a beer league team. And like, you know, Texas takes their hockey very seriously. And if I'm not mistaken, (laughs) um, don't the Dallas stars own their own um, sheet of ice that they also give to the city of Dallas. Do they have their own? I can't remember the name. I think I remember seeing it last year on the quest for the cup. series. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs yet, but I do know that the Dallas fan base is very, very strong. And 
I went to a game last night in Allen, Texas, which they have the Allen Americans, um, which used to be the affiliate for the Sharks, but now is no longer. But um, even their fan base is huge. I mean, you're talking like, I mean, they're like $20 tickets and it's like going to like your regular, like, you know, beer league hockey game, but they just play with so much more vigor because they're trying to make it to the big show that it's, it's kind of fun to take people to those like actual games rather. Like, I feel like we were blessed in San Diego to get the goals so that people could understand what hockey is. But I feel like the ECHL is just that much more hungry that it's just like, it's pretty cool to see. Um, and the, the diehard like fans that have been there since day one. And it's just really incredible. Like, I didn't think that I was going to find the hockey community out here. Like I figured that I was going to have to fight for it. Cause like the people that I did talk to were all, you know, they've been playing since they were kids and like they made it to college level, but then never made it any further than that. And like, it was just like, they play really hard. So I was like, Oh, am I even going to fit in? And it's, it's nice to have, you know, the people that are passionate about it and just want to learn how to play hockey at a young, at an older age, if you will. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the great things about the hockey community because you were talking about the Allen Americans like we have the same type set up here in Birmingham with the Birmingham Bulls their SPHL like they're a feeder system for the feeder system like if you do yeah. well you go into the ECHL and that's the same a twenty dollar ticket gets you in and I think half the fun is getting in there and then you see all the random NHL fans with like you'll have a Capitals fan pass you and you'll have like a Penguins fan and you're like. And you, I'm in there with my avalanche Jersey and you just strike up the conversation there. And, um, and we, the same raucous environment. Yeah. I, I completely understand what you're going with, with the Allen Americans. So yeah, the hockey it's, community it's is nice to have the smaller, like more fun. I, I don't know. I feel like you'll never experience anything like you do with the NHL, but it's nice to have these smaller, you know, like you said, the feeder of the feeders that like, it it invites the whole family to come which I think is fun and like you know it's more of a fun like hey you guys let's go have a beer and like go watch a hockey game you know it's easier to get people that are non-fans to go when it's only 20 bucks yeah and, <laughs> and the product on the ice is not bad because I mean like you're saying being the feeder of the feeders everybody's on the verge of getting that chance and you get that three-day maybe seven-day rental contract in the e like yeah everybody's everybody's going balls out just to try so i mean they're they're fun experiences so if you have a local team around you i mean support them i mean twenty dollars it's what two trips to taco bell so i mean yeah (laughs) come on (laughs) so or one depending on how much you eat (laughs) yeah true true it's usually one for me but i had you know i had to try and make it look good um so tell me how uh being around San Diego, California, how did you get into um, the game of hockey? How did you become a fan? What was your um, awakening moment, if you will? Well, I grew up in Lake Tahoe, which um, we get feet of snow and it freezes. And so the only thing you can do normally is like either play hockey or ski everywhere. (laughs) Like that's pretty much your only options with your snow days. Like everybody thinks snow days are all big and great, but it's like, Really, it's another day added, and if you can't go anywhere, you got to figure it out. Um, luckily for me, there was a pond not too far away, so like I, anytime it stormed, it would freeze, and 
um, you know, having all of my friends and like their parents, like they would all go play hockey. So it was like, okay, I'll go try. Um, so that was like my first experience with it was just the outdoor stuff and just getting to see it and like all that stuff. And then, um, my cousins all live in San Jose. So then, you know, we found out about the San Jose team coming and then all of that was, I mean, then I just totally became a Sharks fan in 92. And then, you know, I, I think all of us that are of this age will all say that the mighty ducks gave us our, like our love of the game of showing it like that, like, you know, the the misfit can fit in anywhere Absolutely. <laughs> if you will fit like you know the gamers of it all and the jocks could all get along in this sport which I feel like is kind of cool like I used to have friends that would play like Dungeons and Dragons with me like that's just how nerdy I am but that's fine I'm okay with it <laughs> um <laughs> but we would play Dungeons and Dragons and they would go and play hockey with me and it was just like that was the difference I think is that like it wasn't foreseen as like, you know, a big jockey sport. Like, you know, like I feel like football, it's like it's all or nothing and you better be good at it or a big kid to start with where I just felt like hockey was kind of the great equalizer. Cause when you get anybody on, you know, a thin piece of metal (laughs) (laughs) on ice, it kind of makes everybody's ego go away. So that was one of the cooler things. And then, I mean, for me, I also had, we had the Reno Renegades when I was a kid. So for me, it was having a feeder team also helped like being able to go to games as a kid, getting to see it in person was cool. Um, but then, you know, once I got to go to the shark tank was, I mean, that changed my life forever. Like there is no greater feeling than walking into the shark tank. I just feel like it's one of those fan bases that I just feel like is unwavering um it's it's sad to hear them like talk about moving because I just feel like San Jose is always going to be their home um which I'm tattooed so I'm branded as a Sharks fan (laughs) for life um but I mean it was back in the day like seeing Nabby play and you know seeing these really impressive goalies that you know were really putting their bodies on the line that I started to see like, wow, that's super impressive. Like I've always been impressed by goalies. Um, even before I started playing, I just felt like it was because for the lack of a better term (laughs) of in movies and stuff, they always portray goalies as a thicker, bigger person because that's what it seems like but it's like you have to be one of the most agile and quick and almost thinking three plays ahead of everybody else to be a great goalie especially if you have a size problem like I do (laughs) (laughs) yeah like absolutely and there was something about like growing up and watching the goalie they felt like rock stars and then it was almost like they were superheroes in a way because you would watch them in the game and they were just larger than life and doing incredible feats of like athletic prowess and then you'd see them in the press conference like growing up for me it was Patrick Waugh and it's like they shed a mech suit and they're just yeah (laughs) they're sitting behind the microphone you're like my goodness that's what they look like and it uh, it it was always like watching a superhero like growing up watching like Patrick Waugh and Marty Brodeur like they were 
larger than life. So yeah, I completely, 100%. completely agree with you there. And I guess Dungeons and Dragons and hockey are a correlation. Cause like <laughs> I, I have all my, my D and D dice here for like, I, any decisions I have to make, I roll for decisions, but yeah, uh, absolutely love the sharks. Um, always respect them. And you got in at the time when, uh, sharks fever was, I remember when that merch hit, everybody had to have shark stuff. Like it had to be a hat or it was just that cool. Like nobody was doing that color scheme at the time. The logo was cool. So you you, uh, latched onto a really good team to be a fan of. I know. I I definitely do. I am blessed to have Teal. I am definitely, I mean, I think just in general, since I've been a kid, like, you know, since Jaws, like sharks have always been like this completely devastating you know powerful animal yet so docile and gentle like I just feel like it's how we play and I feel like it's what makes us so that we don't get the cup but we will put all that aside and just be grateful that we have a good color scheme and a logo (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's uh, the sharks they've always been that team that I mean, for me being an Avalanche fan, like I've always respected, we've always had to deal with them. We have Don Scoy now. Um, so yeah. that's the thing. Did, were you one of those that, yeah, <laughs> he's been great. He's been wonderful. We love him to death. Um, were you cheering for Jumbo Joe on his move to Toronto? Um, I think I am the one person that is, I mean, I think with him and Marlo, I am completely devastated that they're not going to retire, you know, as sharks. Um, But, you know, if they could get a cup at the time, like I get it, they're getting up there in age. Like, you know, most people see them as dinosaurs now, you know, (laughs) which is really sad because when you hit your forties to be old or ancient is kind of scary, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just want, I just love the game. So if, if they can all succeed, like, I'm happy about it. I mean, one of my favorite goalies is Miller. And, you know, he's been on the godforsaken ducks forever. And I just have to be okay with it. And I have to smile and nod and be like, that was an amazing play, even though I hate you. Like, it's just kind of, it's that love hate thing. But it's like, when you see a player and you know the player and you think that they've earned it, I think you are okay with whatever they decide to do. Um, yeah, I, I totally like I when I'm not watching Avs games, I'm a, like a secret <laughs> Devils fan. Like I could say it on this podcast, nobody's gonna hear. But like when they <laughs> traded Paul Mary and Zajac uh, to the Islanders this year for the, the the sole purpose of them going to go chase a cup, that was like yeah. my first time. Like the Avalanche really do a good job at like keeping their talent in house. There's not really like the fire sale of trading people away so they can achieve success. So that was my first time experiencing it. And then I was, it, it made it um, the jumbo Joe move. I was like, Oh, now I can kind of feel it. Everybody. And Joe was there forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's much love for the sharks, much love for the sharks. What about were your, um, your playing days and your fandom, were they running the similar timeline or did, um, when did um, becoming a goalie and your playing career start? Uh, no, actually, uh, I wanted, I was set, dead set as a kid. Like my parents were like, you get one sport 
and that's it because we can only afford one. And I chose snowboarding as a kid. So I went diehard into that until I was 16 and then had um, multiple concussions from snowboarding. So I had to put my career on hold. And then from there, I went into uh, radio. I really wanted to be a a VJ. So I gave up everything that I thought that I wanted. And then I looked into broadcast journalism and I was like, forget it. That looks like too much work. I was just not into it. Um, So I ended up, you know, going with my, my passion and I've been a personal trainer and I've just been so in love with rehabbing and helping people get back to where they want to be, or maybe where their new life has guided them to be, um, you know, with brain traumas and loss of limbs. I work with a lot of vets, so we're dealing with PTSD and maybe, you know, amputees. Um, so with all of that, I had driven hard into personal training, um, but yeah, so I had gotten way off, way off the topic of what we're talking about, but that's really where it went. So like, I went down this whole line of where I was playing as a kid and then just kind of gave it up. Um, so I knew how to skate and all of that stuff. And then I found out that the sharks had a fantasy camp. Mm. So I was like, I want to go do that. So I was like, I need to be good enough to at least do a fantasy camp. So, which is, I mean, like, it's like, rough level entry beer level league but I wanted to be good enough that I could be a goalie and so I originally just went to the play like the learn to play which like the ducks had so like the goals had so you could just go for free they would teach you how to play they would teach you like their basic ins and outs of the game and like show you like the different positions so I went and I was one of the better skaters you know because like a lot of people just hadn't even been on skates in their life so I think that's really cool And then one of the coaches pulled me aside and he's like, have you ever thought about being a goalie? And I was like, yeah, like (laughs) (laughs) I played goalie as when, you know, I played soccer as a kid or whatever. And it, you know, um, Julie, the cat was always a big deal to me, um, you know, for the badass goalies. And then, so I got in net and then I found a goalie coach and it was just like, it was, I finally felt like I was home. I finally felt like I had my nerd my weirdo nerdy kids to hang out with like I just feel like you have to have some sort of screws loose in order to be a goalie and I think that that was what made me fit so perfectly <laughs> was there anything because um I used to skateboard back in the day so I'm just yeah <laughs> um is there anything you could draw in comparison in the way you attack like the uh snowboarding when it comes to how you handle it physically to goalie training I mean, really, like, the best thing that I can say for, like, everybody is that, I mean, all sports have a sport stance or a play stance, which is really, like, a squat. So, like, in snowboarding, it's a squat. In being a goalie, you're pretty much in a squat position most of the time. Like, it's having your knees be shock absorbers that it's just, like, you have to have the bend. You can't have them locked out. You can't be afraid of it. And it also lowers your center of gravity. So I think that that goes with any sport, really. I mean, even like, I think like baseball, like everything besides, I mean, I think golf is the only one that you don't need to have like that, like squat stance. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was asking. Cause uh, I've I've thought about that, um, especially when you were talking about where you came from with your background in snowboarding. 
and your squat blasting out of that in a vertical i was wondering how the blast like going like side to side how that would translate if that was one of those that you'd have to adjust to or if that was a like a learning curve but i i, I, I mean for sure i think for sure that that i mean explosive power happens with both of them but i yeah i definitely think like my peripherals had to change more because yeah. you're straight on with it instead yeah. of being able to be like turn your head like and just being in a helmet like I feel like your depth perception is so much worse <laughs> yeah. true you cannot see as much <laughs> yeah and um uh, and with the goalie position um explain to just just tell me what is it like in a game scenario between the pipes knowing that it's all on you how do you just stay in the moment and keep everything like focused on what you have to do because like that's the thing about goalies is just that like like Bennington's one of those that he can just like flip that switch and there's just no phasing him and then you see it when goalies start to crack like how do you yeah how do you stay in that moment how do you stay with that focus I mean that's the beauty in it is that it's really become a meditation for me (laughs) in a weird way. Um, Everybody says like you should meditate and it's like, really, it's just clearing your mind. And I think that that's the best thing is like, all I can focus on is that, you know, five to 10 minutes. It doesn't even matter. Like it's that moment, who has the puck, where is it going? What is it bouncing off of? Like, that's all you can be thinking about. Like you can't be thinking about like, Oh, what did, what am I on for dinner? Like who am I going to go meet later? Like, (laughs) you can't be thinking about all your drama in your life or you can't even um that was one of the first things that my coach taught me um when I started playing goal was just like no matter what happens you always forget what's going on what happened before because as soon as you remember that you let a goal in that's it your game's over like it's really it's a whole like mind over matter like you have to get over your ego like you really have to check your ego at the door in this game like it's really like you can beat yourself up as much as you want but you can't take you can't bring that goal back like there's just that's all there is to it like you really just have to let it go like it is 100% frozen like you have to let it go like (laughs) that's all there is to it and I mean for being a smaller goalie um I have to be in position. Like I cannot let a puck pass me that I'm not on the angle for. Cause otherwise there is so much open area that they can make it around me no matter what, or above me. I get a lot of bar down stuff <laughs> just because if I drop, I can't get back up yeah. as quick as I want to. So. <laughs> and that's one of those, like the goalie position. I have a ton of respect for the goalie position. Cause there, you don't, there's no shift change. Like it's you, Yeah, you don't, <laughs> you can't have a, a bad shift to go sit on the bench and then go make up for it or have somebody bail you out on line two. Like it's on you. And yeah. it's all, that compartmentalizing of every micro decision in the game and putting it behind you is just fascinating. And I have much respect for the goalie position. <laughs> yeah. If, you definitely realize when you, if you haven't played and you do start to play, you definitely realize that goalies are definitely thankful for any defensemen that do anything um, or anybody that wants to play a defense. Cause we all know that everybody wants to be the big shiny star that scores the goals. Um, but 
I also have never been so thankful for icing in my life. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you one of those goalies that prefer uh, the def- uh, a defender in your pocket or playing the lane? Do you need to see that shot or do you want them to force the shot? Uh, normally I need to see it. I'd rather have them be the hell out of the way. Like then besides for me, like I have way more padding. So like, it's going to bruise you a lot more than it's going to bruise me. But like, if I can't see around you, like, and I know, and I don't know if you're going to stop it for me, like just get at the hell out of the way. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Cause like, if you In want, the nicest way possible, <laughs> like watching a game, watching the individual goalies and their style and how they want it. Um, it's always one of my favorite things to watch is their attitude and like especially in the beginning of the season or in preseason when they're getting on to their defender for playing too far back or anticipating a rebound and being back here and just their modification and if you watch that same team later on the season once the goalie has the defense situated how they want uh, I love that I just the unspoken word in the game is just incredible and I was curious uh, where you fell in that so I just had to ask that Uh, when it comes yeah I mean it's crazy I I always tell people like if you have never been to a game watch the goalie 100% because it is one of the most fun things that you'll ever see like just getting to experience and understand like the players even more like you know like quick makes impressive saves but that's because he's constantly out of position yeah just like flurry like they both are incredible goalies but they get the they like play so aggressive and get out of their creases and have to make these elaborate saves that everybody's like oh my god they're this amazing <laughs> goalie and it's like no he just saved his own ass <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of put himself in that position <laughs> a lot of them a lot of them will do that their uh to themselves intentionally to get the blood going and to challenge themselves yeah. and make themselves a little uncomfortable um because i've yeah i've seen cold goalies try and fire themselves up by doing that you'll see that a lot with a uh, carry price he'll do that he'll intentionally yeah. like, he'll make himself uncomfortable to get himself going i mean sometimes that's what you gotta do <laughs> <laughs> and um before we uh, get ready to wrap up with everything, any advice you would give to somebody listening to this, who's been on the fence going back and forth about getting into the game, regardless of um, your age or what you got going on. If you want to get into the game, um, what would you tell somebody who's sitting there disqualifying themselves saying, well, I don't think I can, or, you know, just bouncing around in their head on this. What advice can you give them in taking that next step? Oh, um, I think the main thing is, is that you will never find a more supportive community. Like it doesn't matter how good you are or how, what your age is. I mean, I play on it. Like I was playing on a team with people in their sixties and people that were 18. Like it's, it's a community and you will never have somebody be so supportive and you will never understand how much or how amazing you are until you get out there because they're the only limitation. And I know this is cliche, but the only limitation is you and a hundred percent. Like when you get out there, it just, you will never have the same sensation, the whole getting out on the ice and feeling the ice underneath you and smelling, you know, the coldest air you've ever smelled in your life. Like the, all of your senses are fully engaged and it is, 
the coolest experience you'll ever have. And I have never had like anybody support me as much as like this community. Like it doesn't matter how good or how bad or where you started or, you know, even what your beliefs are. Like, it doesn't matter when you hit the ice, like everybody's your friend, everybody's your family. Like it, it's an embrace. It's this hug that you've always wanted and you never are going to understand until you try it and you got to get over it. And I have plenty of people and I suffer with it too, of anxiety of trying new things. And you just got to do it, especially if if there's any like adult leagues around you. Like if you get in with people that are just as nervous as you are, it's even more fun because then you bring each other out of your shells. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. And see, I'm, (laughs) <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you got to come on and give that story um that's what this whole show's about is getting those stories out there for the hockey community and i honestly that could not say it better myself you did incredible and go ahead and throw out your uh socials for everybody listening of uh, can uh follow your journey that you're going on right now how do they find you i am teeny tendy on instagram and Ka- and coach callie on Instagram as well. I don't really have any other platforms, uh, a little bit on Facebook, but I'm not very good at it and no Twitter. Cause I don't have good enough words, but <laughs> Instagram for sure. And I try to keep it updated and I try to do as much as I can for the community because this is definitely my community and I definitely believe in it wholeheartedly. And I believe that this sport will help a lot of people get out of their own brains. And I think that it's beautiful that um, we're making it happen and we're making sure that mental health is a very big thing in this sport because it is. Um, and this is one of the biggest boosters and communities that you'll ever be a part of. So thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. It was an (laughs) honor having you on. And especially with all of us coming out of this little, uh, worldwide panini that we were in, um, (laughs) this would be a good way to, uh, find your community and find your place in the world again. And uh, I, I, I absolutely echo what Teeny Tindy is saying. You absolutely need to give it a shot. And uh, before yeah. we, wrap, before we and wrap every up, state has it. Yes. Everyone, <laughs> everyone has it. Now, if Alabama can have it, it's probably around you. Uh, and before we go, make sure you also are following the show on Twitter at H Puckberg. That's H Puckberg on Twitter here underscore n underscore puckberg on instagram um thank you guys so much for joining us here on puckberg part of the belly up sports podcast network and we will check with you guys very soon bye bye <laughs>